0: My name's Bridget, and welcome to my podcast, Wake Up and Thrive. I wear a lot of hats, but the ones I'm most proud of are being a sober mom to my four kids, a wife to my best friend, a forever student of life, a registered nurse, and a certified life coach. You can usually find me planning and enjoying quality moments with those I love, or coaching women on how to do the same. All of our lives are made up of tiny moments, both beautiful and messy. I know we all want more feel-good moments but I believe it's the ones that challenge us that become the catalyst for our growth. That's what we do in this space. We explore everyday moments that we deem hard. And instead of allowing them to keep us stuck, we lean into their lessons and let them wake us up. So if you're ready and willing, I'd love to invite you to come along. All you need is an open mind. It's time, it's time to wake up and thrive. Hi, happy Monday. Welcome back to Wake Up and Thrive. My name is Bridget and I am your host. And I thought it was necessary to introduce myself because if you have been around here for a while, maybe you've noticed that Wake Up and Thrive got a little bit of a facelift. We've got some new colors and graphics, um, but the core of it is still the same. The name of the podcast is still the same. I am the same. Um, I have rebranded and renamed my business, Find Her Wild Coaching. And if you're wondering kind of where that came from, you can go back and listen to the story of my tattoo. Um, That was sort of what sparked the inspiration for this name. Um, And as I was really thinking about my journey and then the clients that I work with, how do I help them? Who are they? What do I help them do? And the truth is, I work with women through all different wakes of their life, walks through their life. Some of them are moms, some of them are retired, um, some of them are young and single. But what they all have is this desire for more, this desire to really, truly fall in love with the life that they've prayed and wished for and created. And so many of us are walking around not doing that, not experiencing that. And what I really, really believe is what we talk about on this podcast all the time. And it's, it's the mission of my business going forward. It's this idea that you don't need to do more. You don't need to change more of what's on the outside. You really have to go inside and wake up. You have to wake up parts of yourself that maybe you've forgotten that you've um, been avoiding that you were told are too much or not enough. All of these parts of ourselves these add to you living a life of fulfillment and a life that you love. So if you are listening to this and you're on the other side of it and you're like, for the most part, I have a really good life, but there's just there's just aspects of my life that I'm not happy with, that I know can be better and more. And is this really all that there is? If these are questions that you're asking yourself, you are in the right place. You are absolutely in the right place because that was me for years and I can truly, truly sit here today and say, I have never been more content and in love with my life than I am right now. And this is a huge testament to the tools that we talk about here um, and, and a big testament to the tools we're going to continue to talk about in this episode right now. So if you tuned in last week, I started to talk about shame. And as I as I talked about it, um, I realized it was a lot bigger, <laughs> Than one episode. So i broke broken it up into two episodes. And today is this part two of shame where we're really going to look at um, how do you work with your shame? And I'm giving you guys all the secrets because this is exactly what I do in with my one-on-one clients. This is what I do with them when we are looking at shame. Um, and like I said in last week's episode, or if I didn't say it, I'm going to say it now. Um, shame is a really hard emotion to work with, but it is one of the key emotions to wake you up. It is one of the biggest, um, avenues. If you have the courage to look at your shame story and what's, what's underneath it and why you're showing up the way that you're showing up. If you have the courage to do that, you guys on the other side of it is so much gold, so much fruitfulness, so much fulfillment in your life, because you'll start to really see these parts of yourself that you once hated or thought were terrible, right? And I'm gonna share a little bit of my story continued in this episode. but um, my hope is that you will walk away from this episode and from all the met- all the episodes to come with this newfound compassion for who you are and how you show up in this world because it's good. It's really good. I really believe that. And I just believe the more that we can look at these parts with compassion, the more that we can actually intentionally intentionally and consciously change what's not serving us anymore. So that's my introduction um, to my new brand, my business, and then this reminder that you you can still come to this podcast to continue to find tools to wake up so that you can truly live a life that you love um, where you're really thriving. So let's jump into it. Let's jump into how do you treat shame? So how do we work with shame? How do we work with it in our own life? How do I work with it as a coach? Um, and this is something I learned in my most recent coaching program, Elementum, and it's called this biography, biology, and mask. That's really how we we need to address shame. And so the first part of it is understanding the biography that this person that you, if you're working with your own shame, have really created about, about yourself. Like what is the belief? What is the shameful belief? What have you been telling yourself and believing that that is creating Um, an experience of separateness from other people. And a lot of times, if you're not sure what it is, you can look to your triggers to track down your shame, right? And I'll give you a quick example. When I was a young mom, I remember um, I, I lived in Iowa at the time. And I remember if my mom, my sister at the time didn't have kids, but if they would say anything, like offer a suggestion about my parenting, I would freaking rage, I mean, usually when you have shame, you're either shutting down, right? Or you're attacking. It's one or the other. It's the shame blame. You can go into shame blame or you can go into shame shutdown. And for me, it was blame. Like I would be like, what do you, you don't even know. Like you don't even have kids. Like, how dare you? Mom, you were a terrible mom, right? And that was my response to it because it was really triggering to me. But underneath that, had I known these tools, I was drinking a lot as a young mom. And I had this belief that because of that, like I was a terrible human being, much less a mom. And it wasn't until I started to clean that up that those comments, like I really got to take them, take what I wanted and leave the rest. I got to appreciate the feedback and not make it mean anything about me, right? So this is something that is almost, I I like to call it like biographical mining, um, which is really just like mining through your life. I like to take my clients through this mining exercise um, in the early stages of when we work together, because for me, for example, just taking this friendship situation, uh, as I did this exercise, I was able to see that this was not just about these current women in my adult life. This was a pattern and a belief that was formed way back when I was in elementary school that I'm not chosen. I'm not accepted by female friendships. And so I actually brought that belief into so many of my friendships in the in adult life until I was able to really look at that and heal that specifically. So instead of taking my focus and focusing on them and those friendships, I was able to really look inward and understand first of all where this belief came from and do the healing work around that. And that is where I got freedom from this wound that I had carried for years and years and years. It started with understanding this mining, this biographical story, this where did this belief come from? So the second step is, we're going to call it biology. So the first step is biography, which is really look at those stories, where they came from, um, just so that you can look back on your life with so much compassion of Of course, right? Like in my case, of course, as a 37-year-old woman, I feel not chosen by other women in my life. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm not a terrible human being or a dramatic person like I was called. In fact, I have this shame story that started when I was really, really young, right? So the first step really helps you un- unpack that and come to the table with compassion. The second step is our biology. So when you're believing the story above that you that you discovered in step number one, how does it actually occur in your body? What does it feel like? What does it look like? And how does it move or constrict? This is a really important and crucial step to healing the shame. You can't just look at the story because it literally lives in the tissues of your body. So I know for me, um, once I recognized the story and could recognize when I was sort of going into that response, um, I started to notice how my body reacted. It was very hard for me to look these women in the eyes Um, And, you know, of course that came off like I was being mean, but truly what it was is it was my body sort of constricting around that shame. So as I went in and did a somatic session with um, one of my fellow coaches, she helped me really like feel the shame in my body, feel it, express it but then also kind of open up my body. And that was a really impactful step for me. And if you're like, I don't understand why this is helpful. The reason it's helpful is because when I see those women in my present day world, that story doesn't get triggered because I've addressed it, not just in the mind, but I've addressed it on the tissue level. Um, So yeah, I mean, I can see them now out and I don't, I don't feel this triggering response that I was dealing with for such a long time. Um, and again the coolest part about this work is it ha- I didn't have to have a conversation with them they didn't have to change anything they were doing they didn't have to understand my side of the story they I just needed to understand my story I needed to understand where the story started from and how it showed up in my body. So that's a really really crucial step. the third and final step um, it's called mask right like looking at, the mask or the identity that was created based on the story and to sort of overcompensate or cover or protect yourself from the shame. So again, in this step where we're really looking at like how do you present to the world? And usually the mask is the reason people come to me. So they notice the mask. Like for example, maybe you are stuck in achievement mode. Like you're constantly Go, 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 do, do, do until you get to burnout and you don't know where this came from. You don't know why you're like this. And you, this pattern is just not working for you. A lot of times as we sort of peel back the layers, we can uncover that there's a story of shame. So we start with the biography. Then we go into the biology. How does it really present in your in your body? And let's go in and release that. And now let's look at the mask because it, it, it becomes so much easier to shift the mask or the identity once we understand with compassion and with support um, why and how this kind of came to be. So I hope that makes sense. Um, so, yes, again, an example that you guys might be familiar with is um You know, again, having to overwork or overperform in order to get that love and connection that you want. So that becomes your driving force because like we talked about in the very beginning, love, belonging, connection, it's a basic human need. For me, mine looked a little bit different. So when we're talking about these friendships, one thing that I had created or developed instead of just saying out loud, hey guys, I know you're not meaning to, I'm just feeling really left out or I'm not feeling chosen. I didn't have, first of all, I didn't know what was going on. Second of all, I didn't have the coping tools to really verbalize that and communicate that, much less process it in my own body. So, what I would do is withdraw and get really, really quiet. And the unfortunate part is with these women, it was looked at as dramatic and manipulative and all that, all that whatever. Um, And I can totally actually see that. I can understand why that was their experience and their perspective. For me, as I did this experience, In my family, when I would be really upset or really emotional, again, I didn't have the tools back then to communicate it or express it in a healthy way, but I would just get really quiet and I would withdraw and go up in my room. And again, as I did this biography um, mining exercise that I walk my clients through, I remembered experiences where my mom and dad would then come up and see if I was okay. And so for me as a little kid, it was like, okay, if you withdraw and get really, really quiet, they actually come to you and you get that love and connection that you're seeking. So whenever I was in a situation where I felt not accepted, not chosen, not even acknowledged, that was my go-to for years, you guys. Um, And again, that was just a mask or an identity that I took on in order to get this need. And so once I understood that, I, first of all, I had so much freaking compassion for me and for the way that I showed up in those in those friendships. Um, but I also was able to shift it. I was able to shift it again, not just on a mind level, but in a body level. And it has given me so much freedom. Um Yeah. I mean, I'll have to do a whole nother episode on friendships and what I really learned, but this was my shame story. And it was really, really, really pivotal for my growth journey to heal this. So I'm, I'm really hoping you guys can take how I described shame and really look at your own life and your own story and maybe the struggles you're dealing with and ask yourself, could this be shame? Right? Because a lot of times we do label it disappointment or sadness, but underneath it, it's a Like, you know, I'm disappointed in so-and-so or I'm, I'm sad that so-and-so did this, but underneath that, it's really a shame story about you. Like you have this belief that you're not enough and this other person or this other situation is just bringing that up. So looking at your biography, looking at those stories where they came from with compassion, looking at your biology inside your body, how to shame how does your body hold the shame? Because you have to work with that as well. And then the third is really understanding, okay, so in order to avoid shame or in order to bridge the connection, like in my case, um, what are some of the, the coping patterns that you have that the world tells you are really bad and, and dramatic or whatever it is, but can you see it with, with compassionate eyes? Can you see it for what it is? It was trying to protect you. It was trying to... Um, avoid the separation that shame can bring. Um, So yeah, so that you could have the connection that we all need, we all desire. Whew, that was a packed episode, y'all. And I really, really hope that you guys took something um, from both what shame is and then how do you work with it. And as always, if there's any questions or you guys are wanting somebody to guide you through this process, this is what I do. And it is my favorite work. I I said it in the beginning and I'll say it again. I love working with women when it comes to shame because first of all, I know we all have it, but I also know how powerful it is when you heal it and what's on the other side of it. I know this on a personal level and a professional level, watching women look at, be willing to look at their shame. Um, And I have an exciting offer coming up soon in the spring. I will be having my first official, um, eight week group program for women. And that is one of the things we are going to be doing inside of that program. So if that's something you're interested in, stay tuned. Um, I'll be putting out the waiting list soon, but in the meantime, you can always book a free call with me and we can chat and yeah, I just hope you guys have an amazing week and I hope this episode really sparked, um, sparked something in you to, to be, to have the courage to look at your shame story because there's so much power in it. That wraps up this episode today. I hope you learned something new and, or are able to take away a fresh perspective to apply to the moments in your life. Remember to rate the podcast, share it with someone you love or leave a review. I'm always grateful for your time and I'm always rooting for you to wake up and thrive. I'll see you guys next week.